Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, I have a very exciting show for you today. In the world of real estate investing, lots of people have opinions, lots of people talk about things, uh, but there are certain people who exude positivity, who ask you to expand your mind. And I think in today's environment, there is so much negativity, so many people are scared. I wanted to get the man, Pace Morby, on the phone so we can expand your mindset, <laughs> see the opportunities through the forest and... Uh, Generally, just feel better after this half half hour call. So, Pace, how you doing today? I'm amazing. I, I mean, it, we're we're getting a little bit of rain here in Arizona, which is it was awesome. I was driving around a couple of my properties. I I saw a breakdown of a flip that we're closing on Friday, and I just po- actually posted on my Instagram. And although my binzer ended up costing me like ten thousand dollars, we're still making about forty five thousand dollars net on the deal. So. There's always a silver lining on um, everything. So my, my life is amazing. I couldn't ask for anything more. Well, let's just get it out of the way. We'll do it to get it at the end. But because you are who you are, positive, always helping, why don't you tell everybody how they can follow you, your Instagram. Talk, please talk about your, or your Facebook group, which just is amazing. Let's just get that out of the way now uh, so people can go look at that, please. Yeah, please. Um, so I've got two places you can follow me. Number one, Instagram. I've been doing Instagram heavy for about 10 years. When Instagram originally came out, I jumped on it because I was a contractor and I started utilizing it as my before and after photos. And I quickly realized that people would hire me only because I had an Instagram Mm. that was actually pretty active. And I just naturally um, grew a habit of posting, um, you know, once a day on my Instagram posts. And then when stories were available, I started posting 20, 30 times a day on my Instagram stories. And I've been doing that pretty heavy for about five years. So I document, I don't, I don't go out and create content. I just simply document my journey and my activities that I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So Instagram's great to just follow what I'm doing all day long. Um, I just take little 15 second breaks every hour and post something on a story. Mm. My Facebook group is unbelievable. I am so excited about it. I, by the way, Michael, I appreciate you being in there, your expertise and your positive um, vibes in there. Essentially my goal with that Facebook group, it's called creative finance with Pace Morby. My goal with that Facebook group is to be full of moderators that are specifically intelligent about one niche. So for example, I used to go into other people's Facebook groups and I'd ask a question about probate. Like, how do I handle such and such on probate? And their reply, more often than not, um, this is just one instance of the same exact thing that would happen on 25 different questions in different situations. Their reply was, go ask your probate attorney. Yeah, and I'm like, thanks. I'm like, well, okay, fine. You know, you've been in business for 10 years. I thought maybe you'd have the answer. And I, you know, go and talk to a probate attorney. They're going to charge you by the hour or you need to bring something of value to them. And when you're starting out, you don't have that. And so I've realized through my journey of real estate that I'm friends with bankruptcy attorneys, probate attorneys, friends, not just business colleagues. We're friends, CPAs, financial advisors, um, people who specialize in fire damage house. 
my transaction coordinator who's been doing creative finance structures for 15, 20 years, the paperwork that's involved. If you guys have a single question about real estate investing, all the way from wholesaling to rentals to creative finance, uh, whether it's subject to master leases, seller finance, we are going to have a moderator um, specific to each niche. So for example, you want to have, you have a question about probate, tag Rylas Dana, who's my probate attorney, and he'll jump in the Facebook group and answer your question about probate as a probate attorney for free. And that is the goal and my trajectory with that Facebook group is to have a highly active, tremendous value Facebook group with 25 moderators across the board that br bring just tremendous value to the yeah, that is, uh, that is awesome. So one more time, what is the Facebook group called, please? Creative Finance with Pace Morby. And then we talked about your Instagram, but, uh, but I may have missed it. What is the name, please? Pay, just Pace Morby. Yeah, okay. So at Pace Morby. C-E-M-O-R-B-Y. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so we'll hit that up again at the end. But um, in this day and age with all the negativity, go follow Pace, get a part of his group. Uh, and just see the magic that comes when you're kind of in his circle of influence. So, okay. Oh, it's so fun. It is so fun. So let's talk about the market. You know, you and I were on a, a call just like this. Let's call it 90 days ago. Might've been even four okay. months. You broke down a couple right. of deals. People loved it. It's one of the highest viewed um, episodes, but you know, the market's different today, right? We're going through a thing. Um, <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Just four months later. <laughs> <laughs> just, and frankly, if we did this 30 days, it'd still be different today. Um, oh, yeah. Even, even 10 days ago. Yeah. You know, so, if we did this show 10 days ago, we wouldn't be talking about one single thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So let's just get it out of the way. Uh, is there anything that is going on today? And let's just be clear because you'll watch this at different days. We're talking about March 18th, 2020. Uh, I happen to be given this from Santa Clara County, which is on day two of a lockdown. Uh, Pace is in Scottsdale or Phoenix. Where are you? Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix today and um, not on lockdown, right? At least not yet. You know, it's interesting here. Uh, we're not on lockdown, but uh, the vibe, the energy throughout the whole entire valley is very much like a zombie apocalypse yeah. movie. Yeah. It's very weird. So it's, So we're all suffering from it. But, you know, where there is chaos, where markets are, you know, moving... Frankly, I have most of my net worth has come from when markets change, right? Inflections up or down. And let's just be clear. I believe the current inflection is down. We're coming off a peak. Um, you, we can argue about where the bottom is. That is irrelevant. Uh, but when markets change, opportunities produce themselves. So uh, what are you seeing pace in your business? Are you retreating? Are you getting more conservative? Are you changing what you're doing? I think people need to hear this. Um, I'm not retreating. Great question. Not retreating. Um, am I changing? I'm changing two main things in my business. Actually, three main things. So everything I do starts out from a wholesale standpoint, right? So every lead I buy, everything that we produce in terms of marketing is always set out for wholesale first. And the reason for that is it's nice to have transactional money in order to go and um, buy long-term holds, right? It's hard to buy long-term holds when you don't have transactional money. So our goal on a monthly basis as a wholesale operation is to do about $150,000 to $250,000, somewhere in that range, depending on the time of year, right? December is always slower. July is always super hard. We're always over $200,000 in July in wholesale fees. Our goal is to always go after wholesale first. Okay. And then if it doesn't work for wholesale, 
um, we will go after it for seller finance or subject to depending on um, whether there's an underlying debt or not. Mm -hmm. And that's where most of our creative financing deals have come from is our own um, wholesale marketing. Now, here are the three things I'm changing. Number one, my entrance price into any deal is absolutely has to change, mm -hmm. right? We have to change what we're doing on our entrance price. I would say right now, if I was going to buy a house 10 days ago at $100,000 and assign it for one fifteen, today I'm buying that house at 80 to 85 and I'm exiting at 100. That's my plan, my goal. So those are the first two things I'm changing. My entrance price and my exit price. I have to assume that right now with my cash buyers, I'm going to have less of a demand and therefore less of a demand means a lower price. The third thing I'm changing is that we're calling this the Corona Clause. The hmm. Corona Clause is now something we put in every contract, which says that we have an unlimited inspection period. We um, have no hard earnest money and we have the right to cancel at any time. So those are the three things we've changed. So we locked up a contract yesterday that I normally would have purchased. And by the way, I put this um, entire recording in my um, wholesale hotline Facebook group. That's actually Jamil Damji's Facebook group. And I'm just kind of a, a cog in the wheel, mm -hmm. but I did put an hour long recording in the wholesale hotline Facebook group this morning that is me in front of a seller trying to buy the house wholesale. Their original number was 140. I got them talked down to 120. Then they were like, oh, you know, we need a couple of days. And then that night, last night, they asked us to send them a contract and I sent them a contract at 110. I would have normally 10 days ago bought that property at the 140, but I talked them down to the 110 and we've already sold that property. But check this out. I sold it for 130. So I sold it for 10 grand lower than what I would have bought it for 10 days ago. Yeah, that's, I mean, we need to hit this again because I put out a video, actually, I think I put it on your page, I'm not sure, basically telling wholesalers to wake up. I don't remember if you remember seeing that one. But yeah, I've had, I did, I, I actually made a comment about it today. Oh, awesome. So um, I've had four deals come my way that were, were skinny deals in the market 10 days ago to use your timeline, right? Possible, but skinny. But today, they, I wouldn't sell them at the price they're asking me to buy them at, which is just what you've gone through, right? You know, again, right? right you might have bought it at 140, but today you sold it at 130. So just think about that mental mindset. So yes, wholesalers, you need to reset. The world is different. Your cash buyers are going away. Frankly, the hard money that many of your buyers relied on is changing. I've had somebody that's done... 20 or 25 transactions with this whole, uh, with their hard money lender. And they would always do hundred percent purchase price and then do the draws for repairs. They're like, Nope, we do 65% of purchase price happened this morning. Right. Hard money's changing. Right. You guys wow. got to realize wow, wow. that now, again, that, that could just be a, I'm guessing, a, I'm guessing it's a trend, but it could just be a point. So you can argue that, but I've been in environments where lending changes and we're in that, environment. One of the things that's going on in Wall Street besides the stock market falling apart is the lending market is fucking broken, right? So right. realize that this is all going to ripple through. So just because you've done deals with hard money or even private money lenders before, you need to reach out, be proactive and not assume, not plan for the same terms, same rates as even 10 days ago to use the timeline. Uh, it's all That's changing. a really great point. Actually, one of my private investors called me last night and asked me if she was going to lose her money. 
Yeah. And I said, I said, no, I mean, all of our stuff is buy and hold. Um, you know, even if I have, so when we did our risk table on all of the doors that we own, we originally did a, let's say that the world falls apart and 25% of my renters stop making payments. Mm -hmm. The cash flow from the other 75% will overcompensate that. And I won't go into the, the red. Mm -hmm. However, if I go to 40%, I've got a problem. Right. And um, that problem requires me to continually put cash into the deal, right? Luckily, we have a good amount of cash on hand in order to weather a storm. And so I had to have that conversation with my private investor and say, look, here's the cash on hand. Here's a screenshot of our bank account. This is our war chest. This is going to protect us from somewhat of a windfall. Now, if I go through this cash and I um, also 40% of my renters stop paying, I think we've got a bigger problem than, you know, your $35,000 you've given. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, I've never lost anybody's money, but you've got private money right now that's getting scared. And what they want to do is they want to put it in their mattress, right? Yes. So I had a guy reach out in the Facebook group today saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm new to the group and I want to learn how to do creative financing. Will you guys teach me how to raise private capital? I'm like, bro, you could not have picked the worst time. <laughs> not the time, yeah. I mean, it's a time to learn, it's a time to read books, and it's a time to get on podcasts and educate yourself and maybe start having the conversations. But really, um, I had a conversation with our, my partner, Cody, this morning. We have about $200,000 in capital that we need on, I'd say, the next 30 days worth of deals that we already had in the pipeline. They're all great deals. A lot of them are 0% 0, 0 finance, seller, you know, seller financing to us at 0%, which is basically a free house, as you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I still have to bring some cash to the table. So right. we've got about 200, $220,000 that's needed on that. And my partner, Cody says, are the private investors bringing that 220? Are they still good? And I'm like, I haven't even had a chance to have the conversation. They committed at one point, but now I got to circle back around and say, Hey, in the midst of all this stuff, do you still want to put that money in? Mm -hmm. I just want to give you the you know professional courtesy. If mm -hmm. not, I'll fund them myself. But man, the, you're right. The lending world has changed. In the last 10 days, the private money sector has changed dramatically. And the hard money sector has changed dramatically. I got an email from two of my hard money lenders this morning stating that they are no longer doing 90 LTV. 90 LTV. Um, yeah. And they are going back down to 75%. Exactly. So now I've got, in order for me to do a flip, I got to bring 25% to the table. What does that do to your cash buyer? Your cash buyer who's fixing and flipping houses is sitting there saying, man, especially in California, you guys are more expensive than us. But 25% down on, let's say, a 150 acquisition, I mean, that's $37,500 in cash just on the acquisition side, not including the renovation or the debt service along those, those lines. So you got to have $70,000, $80,000 in cash to do one freaking flip. You got it. So you're just going to have changed. way less buyers, 100%. Yeah. So again, this is the reality. Uh, and let's just, the other thing that, that I want to put out there, because again, I'm trying to protect people. First and foremost, just because we were talking about flipping there, if you are flipping 2X of the median, mm -hmm. stop that right now. Sell whatever you have, get skinny, get small, take your losses now. Because if you don't, you're going to hold these things for a year and eventually you're going to give them back to your lender. I saw it before, right. it's happening again. Stop, full stop. Yeah, currently I have, I, I'm so proud to say this, but we probably have one bad deal that I wish I didn't have right now, just one. 
And we're in the process of just writing a check and getting rid of it. Yeah. And hey, getting rid of it is the right answer. Don't let it bleed. Too many people in 08 tried to limp along. And then what happens is when that one bad deal, it infects another deal and infects another deal. I knew a guy worth 10 million bucks that let one deal take him down. That's just wow. stupid. Write the check, take the loss, be done. Yeah, we made a commitment about 30 days ago to another wholesaler that brought a deal to us. And now at this point, we're about to close escrow on it and do a fix. We're, we're planning on doing a fix and flip. We um, essentially, are, we just put it on the market this morning. Not this morning, I'm sorry. We put it on the market on Friday when all this stuff was going on. I just said, put it on the MLS. I haven't even closed escrow on it. So what we did is I called the wholesaler and I said, hey, you obviously know what's going on. I don't want to leave you high and dry. I'll close on it, but I want to start pre-marketing it on the MLS. We called the seller. The seller said, that's perfectly fine. I totally understand. So I'm marketing that property on the MLS. We got an offer yesterday and I'll cut a check for probably 14 grand to just get rid of the house. Done. Do it now because if you wait too much, you're going to lose $48,000. hundred percent. I, I completely agree. So it's interesting too, because I went on a, a seller appointment yesterday and I recorded again, this whole entire conversation and it is amazing what happens with sellers during this time as well. Exactly. Sellers are convinced. So I was at, I was at with Jamil in uh, Vegas on February 21st on my birthday, just a little bit ago. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a drinker. I'm not a partier, but it was my birthday and Jamil gave me 20 bucks. Okay. He says, let's go play the slots. So great. I put $20 into the slot. I originally, go, I, I go very quickly up to 48 bucks. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like double. <laughs> Two and a half times my money, I'm, in, I'm sitting on easy street. So I cash out. I press the cash out thing, prints out the voucher. I'm pumped. I take a photo of it. It's on my Instagram. I then go, oh my gosh, I can make more. So I put it back in the slot <laughs> machine and it goes down to like $38. And I'm like, okay, great, cash out. And I'm like, okay, I'm still near the double mark, right? So what happens is, Five minutes later, I'm watching him and he's winning and he's doing well with his 20 bucks. And I'm like, ah, you know what? So I put my $38 back into the freaking slot machine. It goes all the way down to like 25 bucks. I cashed it out and I, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I freaking do that? I, made, I basically had doubled my money. Here's why I did it. It's because I was up at $48. And when I went down to 38, I believe that $10, $10 that was in the slot machine was still mine. Exactly. It's a psychological thing. And you know this, Michael, from watching buddies of yours and colleagues for the last, you know, 20 plus years you've been in real estate investing. Those people think that $10 in the slot machine is still theirs. Yep. And, the, and staying in the deal or continually gambling is the only way to get it back. No, the best way to get it back was for me to take that $38. I lost the 10, but I was still up. Take my gains, hold tight, and wait for the next opportunity. That's currently what I think people should be doing. I've almost stopped buying flips unless I'm going to buy it like 40 cents on the dollar, and it's an absolute no-brainer, and my exit is under $200,000. If my exit is under $200,000 in the east part of town, it really doesn't matter what the economy is doing. I can sell that property. And so if you understand your market, you know you can well, go what's, ahead. What's the median? Just so I can put it in context, please. Uh, median in, in that part of town is like two ninety five. Exactly what I want people to hear. If you if you can get if your median is two ninety five two sixty for me, and you can get out 
I mean, after repair at 200, that'll sell all day long because you, you, you open yourself up to all kinds of buyers, not only the owner occupants, but investors can cash flow that stuff. It's right. the biggest population. You are absolutely safe. I would be mad at you for not doing that deal, right? Right. So if that's where you want to play, go for it. But don't go above the median people. Listen to, to Pace and I. That's not where you want to play today. And, and don't you dare. I mean, I had somebody call me yesterday. So Silicon Valley, where I live, I don't invest. It's ridiculous, right? Um, oh, it's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the numbers. There was a house that somebody called me up that, that two months ago would have gone for $2 million. You with me? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I can okay. hear you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just texting my wife real quick. I'm sorry. No worries. So it goes for 2 million bucks. He calls me up and says, hey, I can get this from the seller for 1.5. So all he is telling me is he's going to save $500,000. I can get it for $500 cheaper, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Do you have the money? No, I need to get a hard money loan. What's your hard money loan going to cost? Or I got to do this. Like, dude, your carrying cost is going to freaking eat you alive. Are you ready to hold right. this thing for 18 months? Uh, no. Oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah. oh, stop it. This is not the time to do something stupid. This is not 2017 where that would have been a home run. This is 2020 right. where the Bay Area could see 20% unemployment if we're not careful. What the freaking heck are you talking about? Run away from that deal. Seriously. Uh, I think what's interesting about this dip, this dip that's different than uh, the 2008 is that 2008 there was a core group of people that knew what was going on behind the scenes. Obviously, if you watch the movie, The Big, Big Short. Short, you'll understand there's a big chunk of people that knew what was going on and they were betting on shorting the market. However, most real estate investors, contractors, people in the business, um, oh my gosh, nobody really could plan for it. Right now, with the, with the government infusing cash, they're giving every adult in the United States $1,000 in cash. They're taking the Fed rate to zero, or they already did. Then they're buying, what, close to a trillion dollars in mortgage-backed securities. They are trying to keep the economy from, from crashing. You have time right now, probably a 30 or 40-day window to pull and extract out of the market and reposition yourself with sellers. Go back to your sellers and say, look, I still want to commit to this deal with you, but I need to reposition myself or else I have to cancel altogether. This is completely unforeseen circumstances outside of my control. I need to go back and renegotiate. We renegotiated on a deal Thursday of last week. Uh, the seller took 30 grand off the price because the seller realized what was going on. I ended up getting out of that deal. Um, so I had a cash buyer that was canceling. He goes, I'm canceling. You can keep my $5,000 earnest, right? And I'm like, no, 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 hold on. Where would you actually where would you actually end up being if we kept this deal together? He goes, you need to take 30 grand off the price. So I went back to my seller and I told the seller, hey, me and my partners have got to cancel. You can keep our earnest money, but I got to walk from the deal. We repositioned and renegotiated with that seller and got out. I made the exact same assignment that I would have, but I kept the seller intact. The buyer ended up getting their deal. And I look at that as the, one of the bigger blessings of the last 10 days because I know what's coming down in 30 or 45 days. Yeah, and, and I wanna re re talk about what you're doing different. Wholesalers, listen to me. The world has changed, you need to buy cheaper. If you do not change your buy price now, your marketing is going to be expensive, you're not gonna get the deal flow and you will go out of business. There will be wholesalers that don't change, they will be arrogant, they will think their market is immune and they are going to go broke. And the other thing I love that you add, uh, the Corona clause, um, 
that just gives you the ultimate escape hatch. I would tell all wholesalers to immediately add this clause um, to their contract. I'm going to guess it's there, but I'm going to ask you to put it there on your private Facebook group uh, in a direct post, what the clause is, because that way they can just add it to their clause. Yes. Yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, oh, look at that. It wasn't done. It will be done today. Right, Pace? Right. hundred percent. Awesome. So I will, I will make reference to that. So again, folks, the business world changed. You can either be arrogant or stupid and not change with it and you'll be out of business, or you can realize it's, realize it's different, adjust, and keep going. The other thing I've been through, I have been through changes before. The, the, the dot-com crash, the 08 crash, and the people who change, like Pace, they change early and they are stronger on the exit because half of you will be doing something else. Half of you will be chasing Bitcoin or the next thing while Pace is out there cleaning it up. Jamil is out there cleaning it up because they changed early. Their, their business profitability didn't suffer much. They took a loss early, right? He's writing a 14K check to get out of a deal, but he's keeping his word, right? Everybody wins. And, you know, it's not a $50,000 loss. So, yeah, the, the, the biggest buyer here local, the biggest individual buyer here in Phoenix, his name is Zachary Keeps, good friend of mine. He calls me up and he says, I want to let you know the most important thing that I can teach you during this upcoming crash or slowdown or recession. The number one thing I can teach you is keep your reputation intact because when the market finally comes back, you're one of the first people that are standing there saying, send me your deals, send me your deals, send me your deals. Whereas everybody else is still trying to rise from the ashes <laughs> of them burning themselves down to a crisp, yep. you know? So he's, he's one of the motivating factors to me of writing a check on that deal because I kept my reputation intact with the other wholesaler. And I'm just, I, I, you know, we get an offer on the MLS, on the MLS and I'm like, 14 grand. That's it. Great. Take Write it. the check. Let's be done. <laughs> yeah. I, so uh, that's awesome. other people are sitting here saying, well, um, you know, you guys are, you know, this is a blip on the radar. I'm like, um, no, it's not. You have an entire economic shutdown. The government doesn't have the money to keep everybody working for the next month or two months while this is figured out. There is going to be an absolute shock to our real estate system and our, our economy. Absolute shock. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can tell you right now, I'm calling for the, big, the biggest umbrella measurement, which is GDP, right? Gross domestic product will be down double digits in Q2. But, you know, we won't see that until Q3, folks. If you guys watch statistics, right? It just, the, the data's late and a dollar short. It is going right. to be ugly. And unemployment is going to go up. It's going to go up double, triple, quadruple, right? Goes up quadruple. It takes us to 15%, right? From three and a half. Folks, it's coming. It's here. But, but if you, position yourself and you're in the business, this is going to prove life-changing for lots of folks. You are going to make more money. You're going to change your financial future. You want to talk about legacy wealth? You make it in, in messy, you make it in crashes. You make it in recessions. I mean, there are so many people that started businesses in a recession. It's because the strong survive and the scared get go away. Uh, so, you know, just realize that this is the time to change your financial future. Would you agree? 100%. Um, you know, and we're, I've got another call. I got to jump on in like one minute, but what I, what I would say is during this time, if you're brand new to investing or your wholesaler doesn't have a lot of cash, what I would be doing is utilizing creative financing, whether it's seller financing, 
Um, right now, you're going to start getting sellers that are willing to give you 0% financing. So in their mind, they got a number, the number they wanted. So exactly. for example, we bought a mobile home two weeks ago. I shouldn't say mobile home. It's a manufactured home. ARV is like 135. Okay. Seller wants 135, right? We've all ran into that. Mm. With this economic shift, that seller went through a month cycle with us of us following up, following up, following up. What cha changed their mind was not me. It was the market. And they came to us and go, okay, you keep telling us that you'd buy this property at 135 with seller financing. We're willing to do the seller financing at 8% interest. <laughs> and I, I replied back and I said, we're not interested in anything over 0% financing. So if you want us to pay full retail, give us 0% financing and let's structure a payment of $400 a month on this thing. Anyway, the rent rates on that thing is $1,200. We're giving the seller $0 in cash. We're going to, it's already rent ready. Okay. They had family living in there and it's in great condition. We're going to get that family out, give them $0 in cash, but give them the number they want because for them it's capital preservation. Yep. They're sitting there thinking, I need that 135 in my mind. That's all they care about. So guys, you can put yourself in an incredibly powerful position by negotiating and understanding creative financing and get yourself a house that will cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. Other thing I will say is cut your expenses right now, yes. personal and business, by at least 25 or 30%. That is what my entire team on this coming Sunday, we are going to sit down for four hours, go through all of our bank records for the last year and go through and say, where can we cut? Where can we change? Where can we offset? Where can we do all that? And my wife and I actually did it yesterday. Hmm. That's awesome. We, I've been traveling, so we haven't been able to do it, but we went through and we said, okay, our goal right now is to cut out 25%. And the original conversation at the beginning is like, how are we going to cut out 25% of our expenses? That's the goal. We're not leaving until we figure out what we're cutting. That's awesome. All right, man. Thank you for your time. I know you're super, super busy. So I will let you go. Have a wonderful day. You're the man, brother. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Bye.